This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. Now, no conversations are going to be more pivotal for business owners than the ones that we release over the next seven days. Before we get into that though, um, I, I want to give a shout out to all the business owners out there. Today and you know the next couple of months is going to be an ex- extremely tough time for us. It's going to be an extremely stressful time. Uh, it's, it's going to be one that's extremely hard. Uh, but the one thing that I can say is that if we want this industry to come out the other side of this and we want this industry to be bigger and stronger and better on the other side of this, then every single one of us has a role to play. Every single one of us should be living above the line. Every single one of us should be living aligned to our values. Every single one of us should be keeping our standards high. And if we can do that, then this industry will get through and you will get through. And and that's the main goal here is that you know when it comes day one, Day one after the coronavirus is gone and we can go back to to living uh, our lives the way we want to live them, we want to make sure that as an industry we get through that period and we come out better. Now, today's episode I'll be sitting down with Jordan Shallow. Today's episode is also a part of a podcast mini-series that we're putting together called Steel on the Walls. Now, the reason that we're putting this mini-series together is to educate business owners in the health and fitness industry on the foundations that underpin what a successful business actually is. Now, why are we doing this? And and this is really important, guys, is because right now people are trying to cover the holes in their business with a Band-Aid, and they're being sold this by business coaches. Now, the harsh reality is, is that 90% of our industry is facing the problem that is uh, we weren't prepared for this as business owners when we should have been. We're all gonna cop a hit here, and that's that's the, the reality that we all face. What some is gonna be bigger than others. But fear will only set in, and the, how big that hit is, is based on whether or not the foundations had been set. And these foundations are strong branding and culture, positive cash flow, having capital in the bank, right? Capital not just in your savings account, but in your actual business account, and quantifying judgment. So rather than intuitively running your business, basing and combining intu- intuition with quantified data to create great judgment as a business owner. Now, I feel for all the business owners in the industry suffering right now. I really do because I work with many and I am one. But I also know that for us to make sure that this never happens again. And when I say net this, what I'm talking about is 95% of the industry scrambling right now. 95% of the industry on their hands and knees. We need to start raising the standard of businesses within our industry and that comes from us. That comes from these foundations. Today, me and Jordan sit down and we talk about pillar number one and that's the importance of branding within business and how we, we touch base on how Jordan has created one of the strongest brands around the globe in the health and fitness industry. We talk about the importance of brand in a crisis. We talk about the two key tips to creating a strong brand and, you know, how Jordan's done that. And it's just a really important topic, guys, and it's something that gets neglected. So this is pillar one of the Steel on the Walls podcast series, and there'll be 
uh, a few episodes to come after this, including one that I shot to, uh, recorded today with Jamie Smith, which we, we talk about culture. So you've got that to look forward to. Um, now, before I, we jump into the episode, uh, right now that what we're doing at Elite Vitality is we're offering free business training. Now, this is being done in a, in a Facebook group. Now, in a couple of weeks' time, we're actually going to be running a course which is called Steel on the Walls. And what it actually does is goes through the, the foundations that I mentioned above. Uh, we'll be delivering that live via Zoom calls. Now, the free Facebook group is going to be full of content, articles, posts, lives, everything that we can do right now to help business owners get through this period, but also educate them on what they need to start working on to make sure when that day one comes, when the coronavirus passes, that they start running their business properly so that this never happens again. So if you if you want to get into that Facebook group, as I said, it's completely free. There's no like no hidden messages, no hidden funnels, anything like that. It's just a free group because right now is a time for giving. Uh, there's the link in my bio, Kyle at Kyle R Trainer uh, or Elite Vitality Mastery, or you can head to the show notes and we're putting it in there. I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, I think it's I, I know that this is a pivotal conversation, um, and if you guys think so too, uh, definitely give it a share because uh, I think it's something the industry needs to hear. I'll see you on the other side, guys. Thanks. Bye. Well, welcome to the podcast again. We are. You seem to be on quite a bit maybe once every i think we're only like this will be our 20th episode and i think you've been on three times so i should just have a recurring spot it's just like a coach's corner or something Co-host. like that yeah yeah hey fuck you're the same um but obviously right now in the world we're experiencing the the coronavirus and what it's doing to our society um and what i wanted to talk about today is obviously business owners um and how it's affecting business owners all around the world. Um, I know, you know, in the mastery program, we're dealing with, you know, just under 60 small businesses right now. And we, I think one of the things that's really, I wouldn't say it's pissing me off. Actually, it is pissing me off. It's business coaches right now and people in the industry are looking at the Band-Aid they're not looking at the root cause of what's causing panic right now. And it's like, I understand, but it's like, I, I, I can't sit here and watch that. Like, it's like, for me, it's, it's one of the hardest things to sit down and watch. Cause it's like, obviously I can see it happening in real time. Like I can see, you know, as soon as we see the coronavirus coming out. Right. And it's like, and we're starting to see the full impact that it's making. All of a sudden you see care packages going out like left, right and center. Like, and I've downloaded three or four of them and it's like, Oh my God this bullshit again and it's like because and what i want to talk to you about because i think that you know right now you're doing it better than most is building a brand and you know i think you know obviously your personal brand right now is is extremely strong and so is prescripts and really around the world you're starting to be recognized but for me there's it's not like obviously the the content you put out and everything you're doing has a certain touch to it and this is a part of like what i and me this is you actually gave me this saying like this is something that i've fallen in love with ever since you said it and i think it was on our first rx podcast you said steel in the walls right and for me it's like I'm, i'm looking at it from this light where i'm going okay well the reason most businesses are panicking right now like anybody who's got steel in the walls right now is going yeah look we're this is tough but we're gonna be okay 
and they're not forced to scramble. And like the the kind of four main elements to steal to steal on the walls is branding, culture, cash flow, and then judgment. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about branding, as I said before, um, and tell us a little bit about how, how important you think branding is from a business perspective. Yeah, I mean, to me, like with like the kind of the two businesses that I operate, kind of my own personal brand and prescript, and and a lot of times, even in my own brain, the the differences are indiscernible. Like, it's your it's your outward projection of reputation, right? And reputation is everything. Protect it with your life. So that's like rule number three. Like that to me is just it's the most important thing is just your reputation. So when I think of a brand, like I don't have a business background. Like I have a background in dealing with people one-on-one and you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So like, it's just a scaled version of your personal reputations. Like I used to see people one-on-one as a trainer or, and then transition that into clinical practice, or I used to work in small group settings with, with teams at a strength and conditioning in the strength and conditioning setting. And it's like, you can see like, even, you know, it, let's take clinical practice. For example, you can see ripple effects of one bad, interaction with one bad person like i would treat when i started practicing i would treat 250 patients a week at apple world headquarters like you have you have one slip up with one person one misstep one joke that didn't get taken the right way it's like that goes up the ladder and you're getting an email at the end of the day so someone at corporate wants to sit down in hr and talk to you about what you said it's like oh shit but now rather than 250 patients a week it's like you can track very closely, like your your page impressions per week. Like you know, on a, on a if you're tracking these insights and they're they're relevant to your KPIs and you have an e-commerce business, like you'll watch your social media platform or your 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 footprint on social media. And like if you're getting 30, 40, 50, 60,000 page views to your Instagram, it's like that's imagine the ripple effect that that has. Like two hundred and fifty patients over seven days will have a ripple effect through a company that you know, has 10, 12,000 people on site. And I was like, oh, I like that guy. I don't like that guy. Oh, so-and-so told me to come to you because like you heard you're the best. Like both positive and negative, that ripples out. And I saw that in a very concentrated, in a concentrated like microcosm when I was in clinical practice. And I was like, well, likely it's the same relative reaction are just going to be scaled to the exponent of the people you reach when you're in the online space. So it's like protecting that with ev- like with everything you do, like priority number one, like take care of your people. And like, I don't really like, we can sit here and talk about branding and it's something that in, in the past probably year, probably since I met you a couple of years now, it's something that I've actually thought of as something to even think about. But before that, it was just like, it's just reputation. Like it's just an outward projection of you or your business's reputation in wherever it is you choose to do business. Us, it's the internet, which is very like, it's very unforgiving. Everything is cached and indexed and collated. Like everything you do and say is on the internet. And it can be found like look whenever you run into like political scandals, they'll dig up tweets that politicians did 10 years ago. It's like, look, this you can clear your search history, homie, but people can fucking find it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. It's like mind your P's and Q's. But, you know, we talked maybe prior to the lead into this of like how this podcast started more on like the mindset side of things. And then now it's transitioned more into business. It's like as much as I can't discern my personal reputation for my, my, my business's brand, I can't discern the difference between mindset and business. Because when we talk about like your four pillars of those steel in the walls and we get to the judgment and right now we see people panicking, businesses aren't panicking. 
people are panicking, mm. right? And that just shows me someone who doesn't necessarily have have the mindset or have the aversion for risk to really be put in a situation to make good judgments. And it's like to not flinch, to not hesitate, like, you know, and now probably more than ever, there's, there's a drive towards that flinch, towards that hesitation, towards that, like that, that, that reaction, which is like, that's an indulgence. You're indulging in this snap judgment, like to, to be able to react this way. It's like, and it starts with the individual, right? Like if you can have that ability trained out of you as an individual, your business and the outward reputation that your brand carries with it won't succumb to like, you know, falling by the wayside and just trying to put band-aids on things. I, I, like I think uh, 100%. And what you said at the start about reputation, for me, like branding, reputation is a big part of branding but like the the big thing with branding that i think people neglect a lot of the time is the fact that branding creates strategy like it, it's strategy like is hard if you don't have a brand like for instance when you choose to do something like uh, one of the things that really stood out for me in probably the last 12 months and, and it, it's actually sat in my head was when me and you were <laughs> we were sitting down having a raging argument over coffee <laughs> about um, I was telling you to kind of go online and to to um, build out a course, and you were like, "No, I want to do it in person." You're like, "I want to, I want to teach the actual courses. I want to teach the courses." And I was like, "Oh, like it, you know, it's not scalable. It's not scalable." But the reality is, is that neither of those are right or wrong. But one was closer to you, your personal brand. One was closer to what your brand represents. And I think that comes to the forefront. And again, it's like this is almost like, and and then obviously the second part of what you said is like judgment and 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 bringing like i think when there is doubt doubt comes from uncertainty right and uncertainty comes from not knowing right so from a branding perspective if you don't know what your branding is then how do you know how to act when something like this actually hits us and then it's the same with judgment it's like if you don't know where your business is at right now how do you know like and again this is like this is where it comes from is like people are f so in in they're so obsessed with advertising like that's where we're at as an industry right now because everybody's trying to take the gravy train like everybody's trying to jump the queue right and it's like okay i understand that and like you, you know the, the the hard part about this right is that as I said before, doubt comes from uncertainty. So if you're not someone who has confidence and confidence comes from doing what you said you were going to do and, and the reality is we're all in separate situations with that. Like, you know, sometimes there's going to be people out there that have, have gone against their values, have gone has done that. But the reality is, is it's fixable. But that's where the uncertainty comes in. That's where the lack of confidence comes in, right? And then it's like, okay, well, because I'm in this position, I want to jump the queue. And then it's like, cool, like, let's not worry about branding. Let's not worry about personal branding. And again, like, as a, what I was trying to get at is for yourself, like, as you said, you know, you know, branding for you wasn't so much about building a brand. It was like just living aligned, you know, like holding to your values, you know, doing what you said you were going to do and like being there for people. But in reality, right, like that's, that's branding like that's that's a big part of what branding is and like what i'm trying to get at with this whole steel on the walls thing is like cool like you know you're lucky well not lucky enough but it's like you've put the work in to get there for someone that's completely confused 
and maybe isn't living aligned, like branding will help you do that. It's a conscious effort to actually build that. Because then it's like, because at least you know when you're not doing the right thing. Like at least you know when you're not putting in the work. Like I think that's half the problem is like, you know, for me, branding is like, this exciting thing that fucking gives me the lines. Like now I, as long as if I've got these, this, you know, these guidelines here of what my brand represents, the second I go out of that, everybody else knows. And so do I more importantly, so do I. Right. And it's like everything now. And, and we, we focused heavily on branding in the mastery in, I would say, I think it was, may last year and like we've tripled in in income and like and it's not just about income but the the reality of it was is we were we were running so much advertising and then and i was like i just like for some reason like it it wasn't getting us the return we wanted so then i was like okay pull that let's focus on branding and all of a sudden the thing that evolved from branding was culture and like that's I can honestly say that I think the culture that we've built has been the number one thing that has driven our growth. And it's like, because it gives us that guidelines and it's like, you know, um, you're right. It's not so, it's not so far from reputation, right? It's like, it's, it's like, it's an expression of that. I think of it this way, like these actions and behaviors and, and strategies that you get from, from, uh, looking at branding as as from a business entity standpoint, it's like two people standing between a six or a nine. Well, it depends on what you're looking at. Depends on your perspective and the direction in which you're looking at it. These actions and behaviors and guidelines that that will mold your strategies. I'm looking at it from a personal standpoint of of reputation. You're looking at it from a business standpoint of branding. But at the end of the week, we come to the middle and we're both, I don't want to say we're both right, but we're both seeing the same thing. Mm. Right. And you, you, you're looking at it from your lens, calling it branding. I'm looking at it from a personal lens, calling it, calling it a reputation. But, and, but I can see as you describe like the importance and I, I've heard you say this often on mostly off camera as we like discuss wherever it is, we cross paths about like the importance of branding and, now more than ever, like I start to realize that that does indicate your strategy, right? In a time like this, it's, it forces your hand. Like this is, you'll never have a concentrated moment of stress, I don't think, than what we're going through right now, especially in the fitness industry, which is such a fucking luxury. Like you're dealing in luxury products. Like you might as well be selling, you know, Porsche 918s if you're in the fitness industry and the whole world's going through a recession. Like nobody needs this shit. And it's like you, you backpedaled and, and I don't think you should have when you said that I'm lucky and you're like, and I understood why you do it. Like, cause you didn't want to offend me to think that what I've gotten is luck. And I totally understand and appreciate that. But I'm lucky in the sense that what I like to do, I could also turn into a business. Like I'm no fucking, I have no right being here. I have no right being okay during this. Like not say we're sweet, but like, I'm okay. Like we're, we'll, we'll find a way to make it, but I'm lucky in the sense that like the, it's all personal, it's all reputation. It's all stuff I'm super passionate about. And I didn't have to, I didn't have to mentally construct this steel in the walls. Like this was just predetermined for me. I got, I picked up a bar when I was 15. My dad taught me a bunch of shit when I was a kid that like kind of guided my moral boundaries and what I will and won't do. And in, in certain positions, like, 
you know, I have like gratitude for me was something that was drilled into my head from my mother when I was like six years old. It wasn't something I learned when I was 16 on some fit chicks Instagram story. Like gratitude to me is like, and because this is where you see it. Like when we want to talk about the indiscernible difference between like mindset and, 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 and business and how like you can't really operate one without the other. Like I grew up in like a pretty rough neighborhood and it's like gratitude is, is like when you got to go to your buddy's house and like and he's got a bat and a reason to use it and you go all right i'll drive like that's gratitude because right now all this like i have like my morning gratitude practice and i sit down it's like listen we're not saying grace to a zombie jew all right like we're fucking we're going out there and we got to help out your people but this is the problem man like and this is like this is where you see the ambulance chasers in the industry and it's like just as you like it just as you said it pisses you off like crickets you don't hear any of that like there's no one there's no one going to bat for anyone right now. Like it's every man for himself from the fucking people at the grocery store to the people in the fitness industry. It's like, it's it. Yeah. It's a, it's a real piss off to take something that you're passionate about and watch it get diluted. And a bunch of people who are trying to exploit it, especially now where it's like people need help more than ever. And if you can afford to help people, then fucking help them. And again, but it's like the problem. And, and this is the thing that like, there's two points here. And I think the the first thing I want to cover before I go move on from there is you said you would find a way and it's like, well, you said that with confidence. And why? It's because the way's already there. The pathway's given based on the branding, based on you know who you are, you know who Prescript is. Well, what Prescript yeah. is. And it's like, well, that gives you the pathway. It's like, yeah, cool. Like, like it's it's easy for you to figure out what the next move is. And you're, you're already, like, you know, we were talking before and you're already doing it. And it's like, whereas I feel like if you don't have that in place or like... You know, you haven't focused on that. And and this is like a level of consciousness thing. Like whether you decided to create a brand or you just decided that, you you know, it's reputation, whatever aspect of branding that is, right, it does not matter because it takes a level of consciousness and standards and values internally to live by that. It's like, you know, like at the end of the day, and then this is what I was saying before, you're only living by your values, and it's like, and there's no compromise there. And then all of a sudden, that's your brand. It's like you treat people how, like as, you know, you give them the, the benefit of the doubt, right? And you treat people as people, right? And that's a big part of your brand. I think the problem people run into when they start to talk about branding in the conventional sense is they try and tie it to a dollar figure. Or a fucking logo. Yeah. Well, and that, the, but it's like, how can this make me more money? And I think if the second you break branding apart from like the the financial aspect or the financial arm of your business and you start to think about it more from a personal reputation standpoint, the money stuff as much as it will or can will sort itself out. Like, you know, don't use this color because this color, when I Google search what colors mean is like a scary and people will have, there's a higher click through rate on AB tests. It's like, look, if you like that color and you got to like, and we've been guilty of this, man. Like I don't do apparel. Like I, I'm not, a, I'm not a shirt guy. I, I, this is one of the few shirts that has sleeves that I own. And we ran into that where like, we were doing just apparel for like cross promotion for prescript. I just, I didn't care. I was like, Hey, whatever. Like I got, I got curriculum to develop. Like, I don't care. Just print whatever. And I, I, I delegated to someone else on my team and like I left it. And then three months went by and I'm like, I'm, I wouldn't wear any of this. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why is this bothering me so much? I'm like, cause it's not, it's all, it's off brand because it's not me. Right. Like it's not what we're about. And then like, I oh, had a meeting about it. And Junta, my, my business partner is like, 
yeah. I'm like, do you own any of this stuff? Like, do, have you had this <laughs> shipped to you? He goes, I don't even know what that color is, man. I think it's like the backsplash of my mom's kitchen. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, hold on. If we're like, and and it's it's a luxury to be able to have that conversation. Like, oh, we need to rework it. Like, we're not an apparel company. Mm. It's like it's a luxury to be able to sit down and be like, okay, let's take a look at our the clothes we kind of sell on the internet. And it's like, would you wear any of this? Like, no. And but it, it, we we were chasing it from someone who was looking at it through that lens like oh you know this color signifies this and it's like look i don't need a tarot card reading i need a t-shirt that i want to wear and then we had some like we're having some designs worked up and like i don't think about the money anymore when it comes to the branding stuff and the logo is like oh this kind of looks like this and like we had logos and t-shirts that look like supreme t-shirts i was like what the like I would never wear this. This is so off-brand, but it's it's easy. Like it sets very strict guidelines for you. Because for me, it's just like, do I like this? Can I sleep at night operating this way? And and now it's like, again, it's a very concentrated time where you you start to see the the character of your brand, the character of your reputation, like the character of like who you are. Is not like a business owner because it's even weird for me to talk to my talk about myself in that lens. Like I'm just a dude that does shit. And it's kind of about lifted weights and people kind of like it enough that I could uh, hang out in Melbourne and like be in Calic and do some stuff when we want to do it. Like the business owner seems so professional. Like I, I struggle with like, none of this is advice. Like this is all just the, how my experience, but if, when you, when you look at it for me, like personal reputation, like, like I put up a thing a few, maybe it was a few months ago, like the people I want respect from most people never heard of. Right. Like there's a round table of like Oracle strength coaches and athletes and just OGs that like I grew up reading that unless you're really into it, you might not know. And it's like that's almost helps curtail my brand. Like I go up the hill in my brain like that guy in 300 and I go speak to these oracles and like, you know, if I don't know, maybe Josh Bryant might be someone you guys know, like if Josh Bryant saw me doing this or saw me put up this post, what would Josh Bryant say? If Matt Nickel, if like Mike Potenza, like if Buddy Morris, like if these guys saw me do this, if Dave Tate was looking over my shoulder right now, like what would what would they say? What would they? Is this selling out? Is this selling out to the like if Charles Poliquin saw me operate at this level, would he swear at me in really shitty broken English? Like, and if the answer is I just don't fucking do it, right? And and like that to me is like just the branding is more a manifestation of behaviors and an attempts to protect reputation. And I don't look at it from a business perspective of like curtailing it with anything more than that. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, I, I don't know where I read it, but it was like your business is only a, an expression of yourself on a larger scale. And then there was another one where it's like um, your business is a is a bridge from you to the outside world. That sounds like some serious Pinterest shit. You've been poking around Pinterest. Do they <laughs> nah, have business it, Pinterest it, accounts? It was in a book. Right, it's in it. It's it's it was in it was in a business book, but it's like and it, and it makes sense because like the thing for me, right? Like and for so long, like I I was I, I hated being the business guy, right? Like I just I actually didn't want to do it. Like I tried to build a business where I didn't have to be the front man because I was like, oh, like the business guy, the business guy. And then all of a sudden, there was like this ticking point where I'm like, well, every motherfucker's doing it wrong. Like everybody in the industry are marketers. Like they're not business, and it's like. And the thing for me was like, okay, so like, you know, how can we, like, for me, the, the love is mindset because I'm like, you know, the small business owner, the people that we're helping is always a limiting factor. Like, I don't care 
fucking how much cash you've got. I don't care, you know, the like what kind of fucking team you got. If you are always the limiting factor in your own business and it starts with your mind. And I was like, cool, like, like let's work with this. Let's see what we can create. And then it was like, like that's an expression of me. And then it's like, okay, well, like, you know, the big thing for me, and I've said this all along is that, you know, like, uh, and I'm fucking lucky I had you in my corner to tell me to do this, but like, how can I start a business that let, just lets me talk to people? Like, conversations are the things that matter. And it's like, okay, well, there's something to this because, like, fuck, man, I like, I haven't, like, I couldn't tell you the last person, right, that doesn't buy, right, because of that fact. It's like, I, I'm trustworthy, I'm, I'm honest with people. When I'm on the phone with people, I'll give them two hours. Like, it's just, that's the reality of what I do because it's people, not money. Like, that's our branding. It's pe- And that's like something that it's like, okay, cool. So, what am I trying to teach people? Even in the mastery, which is a business fucking course. Like, it's like, we're teaching people that. We're teaching people how to put people first. Like, and then our branding is an expression of that. And then the, the beautiful thing is, man, is like, and I don't know whether you've seen it or not, but like, every time somebody new comes into the, the group, Every single person jumps on and says, welcome to the family. Because like, we treat every single person like their family. Mm-hmm. That's our branding. And then that stands up. It's like, cool. Like Next time this person starts to be selfish, and it happens, like it, it happens to all of us. We have this thought and then we're like, ah, no, 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 no. That's not fucking who we are. And that's branding. Like That's what I'm trying to teach people. But it's like the, the bridge that we're trying to cross there is how do we express this? Like Because people are so caught up in doing what's right. They, they get so caught up on doing what they think works because they're, they, you know, they're like, this is what social media does to us. It's like, ah, oh, he's doing that. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy that because that, that's what's going to make me money. And it's like, well, fuck that. Like, do, do you learn how to express yourself, learn how to introspect, learn a bit about you and your morals and your values and a little bit about what you want to express through your business because when you find that authenticity, that's when it starts to go. Well, that's like, how did you meet Liv? <laughs> this is a little off topic, but how did you meet Liv? Instagram. Instagram? Well, okay. we kind of started talking and then yeah. and then we went out for, for dinner. Yeah. But like, so like when I met her, like I wasn't looking for her, right? Like I wasn't, I was, I was so, like, I was just like, yeah, I'm focused on my, I wanted to focus on my business. I wanted to do this. And it's like, you're, what you're trying to do in your business is you're trying to break apart people's seemingly inextricable link to that direct road to money. It's like, when you go looking for it, you won't find it. And it's like, I was lucky when I met her that like, I was so far in my business. Like I was just working all day, all night. Like nothing else existed. Everything else was a distraction. Like I might call my mom once a week and that was it. I would train and that was right on the computer. Like what can I do? On to the next city, on to the next course, on to the next curriculum, on to the next chapter. And then, but it's like, because you went looking for it. And that's the thing with money and, and, and what you're trying to do and what you've done successfully in the mastery. And, and, I, and I'm in the group and I get to see that interaction is like, you can break people apart from what they call success and then inadvertently by diverging their attention, their old definition of success will get fulfilled, right? They can start to know the, it's cause it's just an expression. Like, and, and I think people are really good at, I had a call. I'm, I'm one of my friends is, um, he's a kind of operates in this digital marketing space. And I was chatting with him the other day and he's like, he talked about this analogy of, uh, of cheese and whiskers. It's like, you know, people like, people can like people will walk into a trap or rats will walk into the trap if they smell cheese. But if they fucking hear whiskers, they're gone. Right? And I think there's a lot of people who are, who are operating from like this very facetious manner and they're leading with whiskers. 
right? Like they're not leading with cheese. And it's like, look, if you want to help people, that's great. And, but if you want to make money, if your goal is aligned with helping people, you'll make money. But if your goal is aligned with making money, you might not help people and you might not make money. Right. So it's like, you might, if you want options, like, look, just try and help people. And then you might make money. You might, might, you might not, but it's like lead with cheese. Like don't lead with whiskers. And I think that's like, it's something that I, ever since I heard it a couple of days ago, it's been like rattling around in my brain. Cause you're watching everyone's just fucking scrambling right now. And I don't want to say we're the same. Like we have some contracts that we need to pivot our approach and we have an online course that we've been running for, you know, almost nine months now. And we're just trying to divert some of our audience towards that. But like, you can see, you can see the flinch, right? Like you can see the, the, the collective holding, holding a breath. And it's like, it's just funny to see how many people like will stick to their guns and how many people are, are, are just going to fold and go to that like immediate gratification. Yeah. And I think like as well, like, you know, again, like one of the things that I said is like for me, branding almost creates the culture for you. Like, cause then you, once you understand, like the brand is a combination of uh, the expression of you, but like there's a big part of every one of us that wants to help us five years ago or 10 years ago. Like you want to give people the, the liberating feeling of going through what you've gone through. Like, you know, for me, it's like, like, that's what I want to do. Like I was the guy five, six, seven years ago that for me, it was like, you know, I, I was that guy. Like, I'll be honest, like I was trying to make money. And then it, it like, there was a few little, little things there that turned it for me. And it was like, I started to realize that this was a little bit bigger than me. Like there was, there was some, there was, there was more to it than this. And cause I was banging my head up against the wall. Like I was forced to like, fuck, I was out of home by, by 18, like running a business with no fucking idea what a business even was. It's like, I didn't pay taxes for two years, three years. Right. And I was like, like again, and then it's like when, when this, this starts to happen and this is why like we're doing this series is because like, I want people to realize that you can consciously put effort into this without it all being about money. Like there's stuff that you have to have in place right now and I'm all for making money. Don't get me wrong. But it's like the, the reality of it is is that your brand teaches you how to make money without it being about money, right? Because your brand isn't about money, it's about people, right? It's about you. It's an expression of you and your belief system. But it's also a combination of attending to the higher emotional needs of the people you're trying to serve. Understanding that on a deeper level and looking into that. And then, like, there's again, there's a liberating feeling of knowing that you're doing that. And that's when this this endeavor of business goes from selfish to selfless because you're like, like, there's a reason I fucking live so I'm, I, I don't break my values right now for nothing, like, not even the slightest little centimeter because I've got 60 people there that are relying on me. And I know that this business is now about them. It's about getting them to the next level. It's about liberating them. It's about giving them the skills that are going to get them through life. And there was just this little, there was this little time when, and that, that was probably the start of where the brand started to evolve. And then now that we're putting conscious effort into it, it's like we can start to actually mold this and start to work on this as a term. If it's branding, it's branding. But, you know, like that's what we're going to call it. But whatever it is, right, it's working on the belief system of your business. And it's, and it's giving you these guidelines that so in a time like right now when 95% of the industry is scrambling because they don't have a brand and their clients are just like, see ya. Like it's like, well, the reality of it is is that everybody's going to copy hit right now. But what 
if you had a brand and a brand that had some steel on the walls, a brand that actually could stand up, the damage isn't as deep and you've got your next move. And that's the point here is that, you know, especially with what we're going through right now, it's like, yeah, cool. Like give your care package, go download the care package. That'll like, that'll, that'll probably, you know, hopefully keep you afloat for the next five weeks. But guess what? The hole's still there. The hole is still in the business. The brand still isn't there. It's only going to fix this next couple of weeks. And it's like, you, you know, our last podcast was, are you here to stay? Well, like, let's put the fucking question on the table right now. If you're here to stay, this is the stuff that you need to start working on. Like, get your head out of advertising for a second because there's a reason it's not working. The advertising isn't working because the brand isn't there. You're confusing people with everything you're putting out because there's no brand there. It's like, you know, when you post, right? Like, even when you just, like, I see these things, right? Even when you need to get a little a little photo up, right? It's like, you like it's something you've been doing recently and I'm onto it. It's like, you put up a joke that goes completely against your branding and then you say, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, you know, fuck whatever it is, stay strong or something like that. And it's like, but that's like, again, it's like that's that little thing in your head is like guiding that next move, right? And it's like even with the way, you know, in the current circumstances, it's like the next move is given for every single person who has a brand. Like, you know, Jamie Smith, like, you know, we were trying to get him on here today, but it's like, you know, like, he, fuck, he's probably going through a lot worse than what fucking we are. But it's like, he, he said to us that he's got people like that are willing to pay memberships and they're not even allowed to train there. Like he had 350 people download his free program. It's like, why? Like, you know, like he's in a, he's a position where he's brick and mortar. Like there's a lot at risk here, but the brand is holding up. Yeah, I mean, one of the earliest lessons I learned was you're not your customer. You're not your consumer. And there's a lot to that. And there's a lot to unpack. Like for me and in this idea of like, I want to go back and help me five years ago. No, because if I, if I went back in time and helped the me five years ago, navigate what I went through in an an easier fashion, then I wouldn't be me five years from then. Mm. And that's a tough thing to take away from people. And that's something that I, I, I try and avoid and like, I want to see like, cause look, if, if what you run into and you consider a problem five years ago was something that like threw you for a loop and you're no longer on the same path and you're no longer doing what you thought you wanted to do, then you really didn't want to do that thing in the first place. And that's something that like, I'm super mindful of when I, I give advice of who to go talk to in, in business. I mean, I'm in the business of applied biomechanics. Like that's kind of my shtick. And then from there, I'm in the people business. Right. And, but the people I teach applied biomechanics do like we're, we're a B2B business now, right? We don't go right to the consumer. Like the, the consumer is the person who gets trained by a client or treated by a clinician or ta- coached by one of our coaches, right? Or an athlete who's coached by one of our coaches and we go to them. And so like as much as I am in like the, the applied biomechanics business of bringing this to other small businesses and then bringing it to the end user, bringing it to the consumer, who is like whoever's not the end of that road and like this idea of like we can now have meta impact because I impact a hundred coaches mm-hmm. and we crunched some numbers last night on how many coaches we've had to go through and then like projections out to the end user. So we can really affect the end user directly as much as I go to the businesses. I still impart on them. It's like, look, you're in the people business. I'm in the people business. I don't read much on biomechanics. I fucking spent a decade 
of my life, 10 years. And I only learned to read a few years before that. So it was like majority of my reading life has been re- reading stuff. I frankly, I know not that you never know enough, right? But when it comes to application and getting results from the, at the consumer level, it's like I had to realize really quickly and it wasn't as quickly as I should have that I'm not my consumer. But it's like, and I'm going to make a lateral jump here. Like when you examine research, there's always this conversation between causation and correlation, right? And there's a, there's a really interesting book called The Book of Why by Judiah Pearl. It's mm. fucking impossible to read. Like it's a, you, I've read it a few times. It's, 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 a, it's an incredible book and you have to have a bit of a statistics background or force one onto yourself as you read it. But just as causation is in correlation, defining causation by saying it's not correlation doesn't necessarily define what causation is. Right, which I find really interesting in this conversation because I make the comparison to like, okay, you're not your consumer, great, but that doesn't find who you are. If I'm not my consumer, that doesn't mean I know who I am, right? And that's where we come back to the mindset and the introspection and then really figuring out who you are. And for me, that was how I built up the reputation that now emulates itself as my brand, right? So I can clearly define or better define who my consumer is by defining them as, look, they're not me. But I knew because I know who I am now. And there was a point where I was starting this. I had no idea. Like me four years ago, five years ago, like fresh out of grad school. <laughs> that kid did not have a fucking clue. Like no idea. Like I was on paper, like everything my parents thought I should be like, yeah, he went to grad school and he lives in California. And like, it sounds really good on paper, but like now it's like, okay, I got a clear idea of like what's going on inside here as best you can. Now I can navigate the outside world. So like, that's something that's a That's a, it's usually something that I'll leave people with when I like, when I consult one-on-one, like again, more on the biomechanics side, but like if you don't know how to interact with people, you can know all the nuts and bolts and ins and outs of this stuff as, as you want. And, and it's not worth the paper it's printed on. And that's something I leave them with. Cause a lot of people come to me very, very like inclined in my field. Like they're PT students or they're uh, like physical therapy students or chiropractic students, research postdocs, like very, very smart, smart people. And I need to then come from the other side and be like, okay, here's what you're not considering. And then I could take them down to say, look, causation, correlation, right? Yes. We, you, you know that and you know, uh, causal inference and this whole thing who are you? And then you flip it back on them and they're like, well, I haven't spent 10 years figuring out who I am. I've been spending 10 years figuring out confidence intervals and P scores and meta analysis and, and systematic, systematic reviews. And it's like, right. You can't sell people that like you need to sell them you. So get clear on that. And then you can better discern who's on the other end of what you're offering. Yeah. And I think that kind of talks to the, like what we would like, it really does talk to that two sides of the brand, right? Like understanding that you're trying to attend to the higher emotional needs of people, but then also being able to express who you are. Cause at the end of the day, like that's what, that's what connects the dots. Like people, like the only way people can actually make any type of transformation, if that's what we want to call it, like, and that's what most people go to a coach for, even if it's like, you know fucking a heavier squat like it doesn't matter like you're you're changing your identity through that period it's like the only way that that's going to happen is through trust and like we've talked about it before in the stock market and all of these things it's like you know like you've got one fucking false move 
and your business could go bankrupt. And that's in the big time. Like me and you are sitting here talking about like fucking, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fucking minimal. But it's like, you know, like the reality is, and you've probably seen this as well, is that, you know, as you as you start to grow and gain more exposure, like, you know, this this import the importance of, of these moves means so much. And I think that speaks to what, you know, uh, why branding if that's what we want to call it again is is so important because it it gives you those guidelines like it it's like it tells you the right and wrong moves it's like i know when i'm on the phone to someone right and if like i want to blow up right or something of that nature i want to like you know like i can tell when i'm moving outside of those lines and i'm like okay that's just not me like bring it back bring it back and this is almost like mindfulness in motion like it's like mindfulness comes from the past experience like you can to be mindful of something right you're you're ahead of the game because you're looking back you're like mindfulness comes after the thought not before it and that's like that like it's like but that that actual mechanism and skill comes from previous experience and the previous experience if you've sat down and you started to work out exactly who you are exactly what your business or you know who your business is or what your business does right and then you've got these guidelines it's like then mindfulness can come in and kick in at any particular time and that is what allows for good judgment in a sense and all of these things are quite closely integrated but it's like that's what we're looking at there like this is why branding is so important and i think there's businesses right now that are like in this very time that are going through you know we're all going through this at the same time and this is happening all around the world like uh, like some places are doing a little bit different to others but i can almost guarantee we're going to end up in the same situations it's like the brands, the companies that have a strong brand, that know who they are and have expressed that the best are going to not cop as much of a hit as the ones that haven't. And again, this is the other thing and what you were saying. It's like, you know, you're exactly where you need to be. Like, that's the thing that you, you know, I forgot how you, you put it, but like what you said is like, you know, um, you know, maybe they haven't spent their time working on themselves. And it's like, cool, like, you're exactly where you need to be. Like the laws of nature put you in the exact spot that you need to be to progress. Now, if you're not seeing that as an opportunity and instead you're seeing it as a poor me or, you know, you're playing a victim to this situation, that is, this is like, this is your opportunity. Like this is your opportunity to change. And, And that's what, like everybody should start seeing it that way. Because if you're not, you're gonna run into the same issue in another five years when something like this fucking happens. Right. And it's going to like it's this is this is the world we live in now. Like there's going to be more fires than, than ever. And it's like the, the thing is, is that if you can view this as an opportunity right now, as I said, download your fucking care packages, do whatever the fuck you got to do from these advertising marketing guys. But let's not let's not just, you know, breeze through and think that everything's been OK. Like next time this happens, you better be fucking ready. Your brand better be there. You better have a cash runway. You better have the steel in the walls that allows you to thrive. Because there's business owners right now that are going, it's cool, this doesn't affect me. It's time to get on the offense, right? And the reality is the only way you can do that is if you're, if you're thriving. And the only way that you can thrive is if that you no longer ha- if survival isn't there, that fear, that panic response. And that like, again, like this is, I'm going to say it again. Download your fucking care packages, do what you need to do, but don't neglect the fact that you aren't ready for what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean these are these are these social disruptions are are yardsticks, right? They're measuring like, okay, since 
what, like, I mean, these seemed, I'm not to be a conspiracy theorist, but like, <laughs> it seems like every electoral cycle in the United States, every time there's an election, there's one of these. All right. So four years from now, when there's another president up for election and we have another COVID 20 or whatever it is, <laughs> like someone else eats something they probably shouldn't have fucking eaten. The weird part is when we were in Hong Kong, someone was like, oh, you should try bat wing soup. It's like, fuck you, man. Like that would have, that would have, I would have case number one. But it's like, these are yardsticks. Like everyone is hit. I almost look at this like, okay, here's like, you're given a very limited opportunity to actually play catch up in, in any industry, like, like let alone in ours. Like the, the, everything's been divvied up and it seems like everyone's kind of vying for crumbs. And if you can, you know, get yourself to the table, you might be able to sliver off a bit of a slice, but it's like, there are big players, but when social disruption like this, it's almost like the board's getting wiped clean. Because it can be like major businesses that don't adhere to this, that don't have the right people in line with their brand, like they are equally as fragile as one, two man operations. And like you're you're looking at a brand new set of rules at the other side of this. And it's like you you talked a little bit or talked a little bit about market share the other day. And like what an like what a crazy con- like not a cr- well, yeah, it's a crazy concept. Like it's something that I, I never knew the word existed. Like I, I could think about it and, and in my brain, like I knew that's what like was up for grabs and it's all we've been really talking about for the last couple of days. Kayla and I like is this idea of if you can look and, and how you do it is through helping people and how you do it is, is reaching people in a manner that's kind of like counterintuitive to the way everyone else is flinching and hesitating and reacting to. But if you have your business set up in a way where you're, you're nimble enough that you can, take a strive at, at what it takes to actually, you know, accumulate right now market shares. It's up for grabs in that long game. The next time this social disruption yardstick comes up, you can be, you know, orders of magnitude better off then than you were now, right? If you're downloading another care package when, when COVID 20 breaks in the next presidential election, it's like, you really haven't learned. Like, you don't really deserve your seat at the table. You don't deserve the crumbs you're getting, let alone a piece of the pie. Hundred percent, and the, the reality is, is that, and that, that, like, that is the opportunity right now. It's like there's market share up for grabs, but like ninety five percent of people aren't viewing it as that. And like the only way to gain to actually get market share right now is giving when everyone else is taking. It's like you know the reality is, is that there's going to be like like a fucking ton of the world right now is in need of help, and like. You know, this is why advertising is like, I mean, it's a necessity, right? Like, and I don't, I definitely don't shy away from it. We advertise, everybody advertises, but it's like, if you're putting all your eggs in that basket, like, fuck man, I don't want to be here in five years and have to fucking like, just like have to think about the next advertising campaign. Like my advertising campaign are my members. Like it's the mastery guys. Like if I'm getting them the result, building culture, they're an expression of my brand and then like they're the ones going out and then they're telling or they're sharing and they're kind of, they're, they're like representations of what our brand represents and they're living by the sword. Like that's my fucking advertising. Like the gangster move of the last fucking 30 years is post-purchase. It's not advertising. Advertising is saturated. Like 
Advertising and branding are two totally separate things. Branding allows you to advertise better, but it's like, guess what branding also does? Allows you to fucking serve better. Like branding's what, if you focus on branding, your post purchase is going through the roof because it's like, you're, that's where you're putting all your money. That's where you're putting all your time and your effort. And because the post purchase, like that makes everything else easier. Like, and that's, that, that's where you're getting market share right now. Instead of focusing on advertising, like, yeah, ramp it up cool but think about post-purchase like think about like and that's where branding really starts to come to the forefront like culture like these kind of the the people that you're serving what are they saying about you what you know are they telling are they spreading the word of the reputation that you're trying you know that you're you're living aligned to and it's like that is the og move right now but it's not for the people that don't have a brand. It's not for the people that, you know, aren't don't have the steel on the walls because they're working from a point of fear and survival. Like there's and and that point of fear and survival is forcing them to think that advertising is what's what's pro- wrong with their business. It's like no, the thing that's wrong with your business is that you don't have a brand and the brand decides on how you serve. And then how you serve is literally what people buy. And it's like, you know, imagine that everybody, instead of paying the next fucking marketing guru before they fucking have any idea on how to serve someone, started to focus on post-purchase, like your craft, right? Like the thing that you teach, right? Is that, guess what? Like if they focus on this and then they focus on their brand and how they want to express that, like, for instance, like it's like, you know, the meat, like humans want meaning. They want meaning. And it's like when we're, when like, you know, whether it's like you could have two totally different people teaching someone how to squat more. And if one can give this individual meaning over the other, like that directly affects the result. And it's like there's a combination of that and then the, the critical side, the skill side. And it's like that's your post-purchase. Like guess what? Like, like how much do you actually have to – run paid advertising <laughs> never paid for an auto i don't even know how to do it yeah and, and that's what i'm saying right like and we run paid advertising right now but guess what like and and I, like the reason i'm saying this is because i've been through this like hand on heart like this was what i said four or five years ago like i thought that was my answer and like i look back now and i'm like that was not my answer like now we we do a little bit but we don't even run offers like we, we don't do any offers through paid advertising it's all like you know getting more people to see our podcast like these kind of things it's like we're not running any 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 kind of type of offer because like we don't need to anymore and in all honesty like over the last six months we didn't run any and that's when our business grew the most because we were focusing heavily on our brand on our culture on our post-purchase yeah i think most people just get lost in the numbers of it all like it's again it's the acquisition retention it's like because social media seems to give you this ability to have reach that's endless you're just you once you get caught up in that like trading nickels for quarters kind of mindset of like okay i'm going to put you know a hundred dollars into this advertising machine and this you know five hundred dollars is going to come back and it's like well then the only then the only game is how do i keep feeding this machine with hundreds and hundreds of dollars so i can get that return whatever that return is but it's like there's an end to facebook (laughs) <laughs> There's an, I mean, the fitness industry especially is such a, fu- it's, people don't realize it because, you know, we silo our, our incoming, like we silo our input to, we, we curate it in a way that like our whole life is health and fitness. But you don't realize like, you know, old, old mate that was in here that were, like owns this Airbnb, like he has no idea. Like he was asking me like what I did for a living and I like kind of 
explain. It's a question I get a lot. Like, what do you what do you do? Because yeah. I think most people just assume drug dealer. Which, if this goes all wrong, that's what I'm going back to. But like, he was a golf pro. Like, he was used to do golf on the PGA. I was like, oh, sick. But he's like, in, in asking me like what I do, I realize, and and I try and surround myself with people outside the industry now because it's like there's so many other ways to do business. And I think because there's such a, there's such a pecking order in our little world and everyone knows everyone to follow and who does what and which subcategory you realize like, look, some people don't have Instagram. I know like wrap your fucking head around that buddy. What's his mate PGA golf tour guy has no idea what my handle is and fucking why should he? Cause I talk about lifting weights, which is something that a fifth of like or a 5% of the world does anyways. So it's like, you're going to, you're going to reach the end of the road with that. Like you're going to reach the end of Facebook and like, you're going to have reached everyone who has like in your filtered ad process checked all your little boxes like it's not and like it, it's not infinite right so if you you know there's a book called thousand real followers by peter Thiel, and peter's like a the angel investor and vc in the silicon valley it's like you don't need that many people like i know people with like very small instagram followings that have very large bank accounts right because they, they they worry about that 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 post-purchase piece they take care of their people and you can see now like companies in, in the small, shitty, insignificant industry who just like are worried about their reputation and how well their, their reputation is reflected on the people they take care of because they're not. Yeah, we're all feeling the pinch a little bit and relative, but it's like they're not going to that same well and dropping the bucket down, realizing there's nothing there when they pull it up. It's like they're going to the, the place that they've been they've been nurturing that culture. They've been taking care of their people and they're, they're everyone's still there, right? Like. And that's something that we try and impart, like in this idea of having like meta impact. It's like we have coaches, like one of our coaches, Kyle Mackey, just got posted on Barbed, which is sick. Like here's a guy who worked a tech job, which did our 16 week course, was there every, he was, I called him, he was the head of the breakfast club. We had a 5 a.m. crew on the West Coast, that West Coast of America that would show up. And there were six of them that would sit in this course. And like everyone was just waking up. I was wherever the fuck I was teaching at an airport somewhere. And they were there every single week for 16 weeks, ask questions every single week on the Facebook group. And then at the end of it, like he gets, he writes an article and gets published in one of the biggest fitness publications on the internet. And it's like, that's sick. Like, and it's not about binary fucking Python, Ruby red C plus plus, which was his whole life before that. And it's like, now all of a sudden people are going to go on bar bend. They're going to read an article by Kyle Mackey. Kyle was one of our coaches. And prior to that had like a tech job in the Silicon Valley. And then it's like, that's, that's what I'm after. Like, I don't, I, I can't pay Airbnb with that. So I have a place to live, but I don't give a fuck. Like, that's so cool to me. And like, if you chase that then yeah, like you, you'll be able to sort it, like sort the rest of it out. But like, if that's what you're after. Then you'll be sweet. hundred percent. And I think like, man, I fucking build a business without it. Like I still don't really even have one. It's like, like it's getting there, but it's like, and, and the other thing as well is that like, this is, I never want my advertising to outrun the quality. Like I, I never want to like the, I always want my quality to stand above my advertising or my marketing. Like, you know, so that means that like, I don't really give a fuck if you follow me, 
Like I don't care. Like I don't even like I post what I want to post. I don't care. But what I do give a fuck is about like the people that are in our program, the people that I am coaching, they start to live above the line. And it's like, it's as simple as that. Like if like, like, as I said, like when people come on board, like there's two terms and conditions they have to sign. It's like the one is the business side. The second is like, this is how you have to live now. And it's like, cause that's what it's about. Like I know if these guys continue to live with certain values, doesn't fucking matter like you can like set any goal you want you'll achieve it like and like i think that talks to like you know again it's like you know it's the same thing it's like tell me the stories in fucking 10 years time like i want to be able to catch up with the people that i've built this relationship with and like them tell me stories of all the shit they've done like and like it's it's fucking happening now for people that i worked with you know five years ago and it's like you know imagine what that meta impact is and it's like you know, this is something that I learned off Ben and, and it's kind of like, you know, like what legacy are you leaving behind? And it's like, that's that's something that like has stuck with me forever. It's like, you know, what are people going to say about me when when it's all said and done? And it's like, fuck, that, that's the thing that drives me. That's what, that's honestly, I can say like, it, no, no matter who I deal with, it's like, fuck, like I want them to, to th- I, I, like I'm doing it for me, right? Like there's no doubt about it, right? But that legacy is for me and that legacy is for other people like that legacy is helping other people like what are the stories they're going to say about me what, what's going to what's going to what, what are people going to say about me when it's all said and done and that's my personal brand and that stands up like i treat people how they should be treated and like i treat everyone as if they're family until they don't fucking treat me the same back yeah. but then they're gone and it's like but you know as i said the reality of this is is that this all comes back to branding and this is like in a time like right now like branding is the steel on the walls that's a very important aspect that's going to allow you that if you can focus on it right and just put some conscious effort in don't overcook it don't overkill it right focus on who you are focus on who you are right and then the rest will fall into place it doesn't as i said it doesn't matter what goals you achieve um and, you know, as I said, I wanted to bring you on because, like, honestly, man, you're building a route, like, like the your personal brand is, is stronger than, uh, like, fuck, I, when, when did we, we met, what, like, two years ago? That's crazy like, to me because I feel yeah. like I've aged so bad. <laughs> you look so good in two years. Like, oh, I've been living in a fucking humidor for, like, two years. <laughs> yeah, but a year, probably a year and a half, two years ago? Yeah, two years. And it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, and, and you could probably say the same about me, right? It's like, because you don't really watch yourself. Like, you don't, it's not like you can't see yourself from this subjective perception. Like, you can try, yeah. but it's like, you know, like, I can see and you can see the people that focus heavily on who they are. And that's a big part of the personal brand. And like, that's, that's the lesson here is that like, you know, your branding is an expression of you. It's an expression of your values. And it's like right now more than ever, that's going to matter the most because that's what people stick around for. Like, fuck, like people are sticking around for the environment you're creating for people. And that environment is an expression of who you are as a person. I think if nothing else, an opportunity like this lends awareness that people might not know to this for this to be a place to even look to start. Mm. Right? Like Kayla will do exercise like like hey people do these exercises and I'm not don't do I'm not saying don't do them but maybe just swap this exercise in for, and here's like a long reason why. And then one of hers, it's funny like one was her like doing some home workout, but then like the the swap wasn't another home workout. It was like hey read a fucking book. Right now is the time like there is there's a leveling of the playing field and it's like a lot of people like the people who are flinching the people who aren't unsure of who they are are just being who everyone else is and it's like no 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 like take some time. 
go some places you probably have been avoiding in your own mind for a reason. When you get there, you'll realize why you've been avoiding them. You know where your inadequacies are. That's why you don't look to fix them because you realize just how useless you are, which is scary. And a lot of people don't like in a time like this where there's so much uncertainty to go inside of their mind and realize that there's that much more. And it's like, but if you can do that, man, like, and especially now, like the benefits are going to be so compounded where it's like, you know, most people inside their own head are an absolute mess, myself included. And it's like, if you can just figure a little bit of that out now in a time, like find pace in it. Yeah. And it's like, I was talking to someone, was it you? I feel like if I was talking about meditation, I would have been talking to you about it. But like, you know, people meditate in a dark corner of the room by themselves and it's like, what how that how easy is that how easy is it to sit fucking cross-legged with the lights off and no sounds and just go inside it's like do it in the new york city subway system do it in a city where there's 16 million people one guy strung out on meth shitting on the subway platform you know what if you can go inside then that's because it's resistance like it's resistance and i i mean my whole life circles around picking up fucking weight so it's like if meditation is the easiest way to do it, how do, I, how do I make it harder? Like, how do I train that as a skill? It's like, we'll do it in a place where there's a ton of distractions. Right now is a very concentrated time of like, look, there's a lot of distractions. There's every reason for you not to pick up. You know, I, I, I like Man's Search for Meaning or like someone asked me about like my book list the other day. And Man's Search for Meaning, if this is a man, um, uh, 40 Laws of Power, uh, um, how to win friends and influence people it has nothing to do with anything but yourself and like being a little bit more like introspective, but everyone else is worried with all the other shit. Like, Oh my God, we need to flatten the curve. It's like, look, I'm not a virologist. I'm not an immunologist and I'm not a fucking economist. I barely get past as like an applied biomechanist chiropractor and strength coach. And like, I'm going to worry about none of those things. And I'm going to put all that shit aside. And now in a time where everyone else is worried about everything else, I'm just going to worry about myself. And I think if more people did that, this whole situation would be a lot easier. Like as much as this is a potential yardstick for your growth in business, like if, I mean, you watch like the social barometer around these sort of hysterical moments in history, like if this trend continues in the way people are as individuals that operate in society, five, 10, 15 years, we're screwed. Like we're so screwed. Like none of this matters, but it's like if you have one, you, you have an ability to control yourself and the way you react in your business personally so it's like now's the time because it's so it's so antithetical to what people want to do and it's like well if you can sit down and do it then next time this comes around you're going to be in a lot better place 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think like th- that's the reaction like that for me like the, the reaction right now is like this knee-jerk reaction or it's like oh like you know business is going down like and i think this speaks a lot about the situation um or at least why you know i do what i do Cause it's like, I feel like there's a, there's this inability to look past two weeks time. Like it's like, cause, cause that's all people can see right now. They're like, Oh my God, like what if I can't do this? And they're not looking at second and third order consequences of these decisions. And this is a big part of why, like fucking, I talk about meditation and mindfulness. It's like, for me, it's not this like hocus pocus. It's this fucking skill that allows me to change my trajectory at any time. And, and actually instead of just, you know, um, reacting like i can choose what my next move is and and it's like i'm not my hand isn't forced because i'm like cool like i can practice mindfulness which is a skill which actually allows me like and and like you you would definitely spot on with the meditation stuff like i meditated this morning like i had my fucking girlfriend sitting on on like the end of the couch playing fucking tiktoks and i was like i just sitting there and and i'm like this is what it's about like 
this is the this is the point. Like I I need to be okay with that. Like it's not <laughs> med- the point. Like it's I can't just come out of that meditation and turn to her and yell. It's like I've got to be okay with that. And it's like I, I remember like I was like fuck. I was sitting at the MCG. There was a hundred thousand people watching Richmond. I was like fucking oath. Like I'm gonna meditate. I'm gonna I'm gonna test this out because it's like the whole point of meditation is to be okay with nothing. It's like because if you're okay with nothing, you'll be fucking grateful for everything and it's like to just be able to let things arise and and to go by without having an emotional reaction like that's that's what meditation is about and think about what's going on in the world right now it's like to for like coronavirus is fucking like locking fucking 16 people in like some like just think about the bullshit headings that we've seen right like the 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 news trying to scare everybody to to fucking drive certain decisions it's like like that's what we're talking about now in that in that term it's like okay like can you see past that can you look at the second or third or the consequences of reading that and believing it like most people don't even read the fucking article anymore and it's like this is what like this is what this time can be there for. This is a massive opportunity. And the opportunity isn't to fuck it. Like as much as we're talking about market share and these kind of things, like this is showing you the holes in your business. Like don't go chase the band-aid, chase the fucking hole, fill the hole so that you like, cause again, like whether it's something as big as what it is right now, like the reality is that these are the things that are actually holding you back. These are the things, these are the reasons that you're not actually making progress in your business. And these are the reasons you're not making progress as a person. Like, you, you know, you're looking for the easy road. Like, and, and that's just not the way. Like, be okay with fucking hardship. Be okay with shit going wrong. Because, like, that's for me, like, as a business owner, and I'm sure you're the same, like, the thing that I, I haven't really, like, my skills, yeah, like, I got a bit more knowledge, but, like, the one thing that's probably gotten better is my my ability to adapt to change. Like, uh, you know, I fuck, like, the fires fucking pop up every week. It's like shit goes wrong all the time. I just don't panic anymore. Like, I'm not like, oh, you know, like, cool, like, we can we can work around this. Like, instead of just reacting, it's like, that's probably the biggest change in me as a person over the last four years. Yeah, and I think for me, it's people, they divert their attention to the wrong places. Like, in a time like this, they attribute success or attrition to margins and cash flow. It's like, yeah, but the margins and cash flow are of consequence of that, that train skill, that ability to not flinch, that awareness to know that, that to be able to foresee based off mindfulness in times you've looked back in the past to be like, look, second, third, fourth order consequences of these decisions now will lead to X, Y, and Z. And I won't have a business for the next social disruption to have to withstand anyways. So it's like, I think people, when they look at companies that are able to withstand this, they look at margins, they look at cash flow, but they don't look at this, the skill set of the individual behind those decisions that are making those judgments. And it's like, that's, that's like, you know, that's the, that's the skill you want to hone. Like that's the spear you want to sharpen. Then you'll be able to withstand, withstand all this stuff. Cause it's going to come around again. Right? Like I didn't really have a business when the last major social disruption happened, but it's like, now that it's here, it's like, okay, it's going to happen again. We're lucky to have been inadvertently by totally just, I don't know, I just like what I do and I want to keep doing it. And I, I never really had it. I don't have a business sense per se, but I have a sense. I think for people, it's like now the next time it comes around again, I'll, I'll be twofold more prepared. But that preparedness isn't going to come from margins and cash flow. It's going to come from resiliency and mindset. And I think like, you know, one thing that we say as well is like, we don't, we don't really give a fuck about your business. Like, we care to we, we care more about you as a business owner like we're not here to create successful businesses we're here to create successful business owners because it's like again 
you're always a limiting factor. All right, man, we're going to wrap it up. Um, Take home message branding, like just focus on it. Like, and and I think, you know, especially now when you've got the time, like, you know, whether we're not talking about branding as in logos, we're talking about branding, like focus on who you want to be as an individual, focus on how you can express that through your business and start to create these, these almost like invisible guidelines to kind of, um, create that bridge from you to the outside world. Yeah. I mean, for me, like it's on a personal level, it, it, it's reputation and character, right? Like reputation, character, integrity. Like I, again, all I think about is lifting weights. So it's like when I think about like, when I think about character, I think about like technique, it only matters when it's tested, right? Like it's easy to be that, you know, Fitzbo fucking douchebag on the story. Like, yeah, you know, did my morning gratitude practice, but this is the same clown that's going to come at you with the fucking, the the ebook download you know set like in a time like this it's like dude if you can afford to give it away free give it away free you ungrateful fuck like what are you doing like where's that where's that gratitude now dude like that's not someone that like you want to follow like that's like that's not someone that would like help that's not someone who's helping you out they're just helping themselves like that's not like i don't I don't really make like I don't have customers like I know like I've like a bunch of friends that I deal with now like you know you know some of these people because they're in the mastery as well and like we seem to cross pollinate a lot which I think is great but like we'll have people now like Kyle's posted on Barbet and it's like and Darian had Jeremy on the podcast like I know these people by first name basis right like that's that's the level that I want to work at like this idea of you know this this faceless entity is like that's not really what it's about in time like this when you can put a human face to it it's way easier to to be able to express that character to be able to have that integrity to be able to build that reputation then inadvertently i think like looking at it from your side of the coin that's what's going to help build the brand well that's what gets you through this period like you know that's what that's what uh, that's what allows you not to make the knee-jerk reaction is like working on this stuff now for when it happens again because like right now if you are need if you are having that knee-jerk reaction it's only because this stuff is isn't at the forefront it hasn't been in your focus hasn't been in your awareness all right man thanks for coming on thanks for coming over